Hello, and again, welcome to Bit Depth. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is... Scott McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I'm very happy to have the privilege of having you on. and be a little bit quicker than my usual length of podcast. Yeah, but uh, to be here. Um, so my usual first question is just, uh, what do you do? <laughs> well, I'm a, a composer and... Uh, uh, teach at Baylor University composition mm. and uh, a father of four amazing <laughs> boys. <laughs> um, and which of these do you consider to be your main passion? Oh, I tell you, the father thing for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it has to be that order. You know, good husband and good father, and then uh, and then everything else works works mm-hmm. well. And then my job at Baylor is one of my favorite <laughs> things I do: teaching students and yeah, and compositions more than a hobby, obviously. But it's, right, uh, it's uh, it all kind of ties in together. Right. Um. So, how did you first uh, realize, I guess, that you were uh, wanting to do music? Yeah, I think my grandmother had some things from when I was seven years old, and some improvisational things I'd write on the piano, and and then uh, and I was played recorder in elementary school. I was lucky to have a really good elementary school teacher. Yeah, and then but by the time I got into high school, I was a, really lucky to have a good high school band. Yeah, and my band director let me write for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, once I heard my own music, yeah, live yeah. people, I was I was hooked. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you always know that you wanted to? Uh, compose or just play music is that yeah what? i wanted to do both yeah mm-hmm. I, I one fed off of the other so i practiced mm-hmm. a lot of my clarinet and then i get tired physically <laughs> especially and i go to composition and go back and forth mm-hmm. yeah i really i really enjoyed doing both yeah. yeah um what made you decide on clarinet uh clarinet well i play recorder in in elementary school mm-hmm. and i got really good uh, my teacher was a renaissance specialist oh wow and so <laughs> so i took lessons with her and i got really really good at it and um then I got to junior high and they don't in band they don't have the recorder. Yeah, yeah. So I said, "Well, I'll take the big recorder over there." Right. And so I, that was the clarinet. And my grandfather was making a lamp out of an old, um, uh, an old uh, what is it? The, the silver clarinet, mm. and it was from the old marching days. Mm-hmm. And so I learned how to play that one summer, my seventh grade summer. <laughs> and then I got pretty good at that and said, "Okay, mm-hmm. I'll just keep going on the clarinet." Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, I guess a little bit of background. Uh, where did you grow up and how did that sort of, uh, I mean, you had a good music background to allow you to to get to where you are. So Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I went to um, uh, Florida State University uh, for, for the best place for clarinet at that time. Mm. Instead of this great clarinet professor. So I grew up in Florida and he recruited me there and it was mm-hmm. just a great experience. Uh, um, I really grew as a musician, a serious professional musician mm-hmm. those first two years of college. Yeah. And then, uh, the composing kind of went along with that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then I went to Rice University for my graduate degrees mm-hmm. and, uh, that was very professional yeah, experience. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, how does the sort of modern, uh, the modern world feed into, uh, academic composing nowadays. Oh, very, very much. My <laughs> in my world, at least. So right, I, right. I'm very influenced, and I like to write and be influenced about mm-hmm. th- things that I'm interacting with in our society, in our culture. Mm-hmm. So, um, the pieces like my Black Dog piece is my most popular piece, mm-hmm. where I take some of uh, the energy and emotions of hard rock music or Led Zeppelin, and and yeah. and turn that into a 
use my own notes, mm. but uh, turn that energy into something new. Yeah. Um, and then uh, how does, uh, like, how do you see contemporary music and uh, classical music sort of blending together in, in the music world? Yeah, it's, it's doing a little bit more, I think. Mm. You know, it's uh, used to be so separated now, but the composers are, are, are kind of mixing it. And ensembles, can, uh, classical ensembles are incorporating Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more modern music into the or popular music into the, yeah. and so it's it's kind of morphing, kind of like opera and music theaters doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's sort of been your biggest uh musical hurdle, uh, and one that you're still facing now, and then one that you you are really glad that you've overcome? Oh man, that's a uh, that's always a moving target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just getting a yeah, just writing a music that doesn't sound the same all the time. So writing, mm. writing fresh music for the right occasions and inspiring my people that want music from me mm-hmm. and getting, just getting more than that premier performance mm-hmm. of an important piece is, is always a difficult thing to do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a favorite, uh, style or instrument that you like writing for uh no i just i love it all i mean clarinet <laughs> you would think i don't want to write another clarinet piece but every time i say that <laughs> i end up making another hit on that right. instrument so i know i know that instrument well but uh, uh I, I really like uh, the challenge of different mm. combinations yeah um kind of talked about it a little bit yesterday but uh what's sort of been uh a piece that you've written that you you wish would be more appreciated by uh, or more played by by ensembles. Yeah, um, what's well, hard to say. Uh, I have a few of them there on the shelf. That I have a piece called Xanadu that's kind of fun, but it's, mm. but it's hard. I think it's I wrote it a little too difficult <laughs> for. But it's actually gonna be played. University of Central uh, Florida is playing it uh, mm. next month, so I'm excited. I might actually make a trip down there yeah. just to see <laughs> that. But Florida State commissioned it for their hundredth anniversary wow. of their school of music. So I, I it was one of the best bands in the land. So I did mm. write it hard for a reason. So uh, <laughs> but I think. Uh, I have a grunge concerto for oboe and orchestra mm-hmm. that was premiered by Nancy King at, at, at Michigan University of Michigan, one of the mm-hmm. best oboes in the world. It's going to take a, maybe a generation or two for people to grab on and play that, but mm-hmm. she can do it so well. <laughs> so I think she set the bar really high. So I think that'll happen. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of talked about it a little bit, um, but what's what's a piece that you've written that you're not necessarily proud of, but for whatever reason, people keep going back to. Oh yeah, I wrote a, a fun piece called "Bright Fluffy Band Music," but now it's <laughs> called "Zing," and uh, and it was just a fun. I was mm. just making not a bad joke, but just making a fun, a mm. fun time of uh, like easy band pieces, and it actually ended up being a really good piece because mm-hmm. probably because I was very relaxed writing it, and uh, mm-hmm. and had some there's some fun parts in there, and uh, and so that's taken off, and it works yeah. really well for the instruments. Um, how do you get through, uh, writer's block? Um, I try to do other things like writing poetry, anything to keep the mm-hmm. creative, uh, flow going. So yeah. a lot of time I'll just grab a, I need to have a pencil in my hand sometimes <laughs> get away from technology. Yeah. That's another, that's a really good thing. Yeah. Um, what advice do you have for composers, uh, starting out nowadays? Uh, I, I would say, um, Go old school. Go to the library. <laughs> go to the library. Get scores, music in your hands mm-hmm. that you can watch and read and look at and stop and mm-hmm. and see when Stravinsky puts the cello above 
the violins. Mm-hmm. What does that sound like? Rather than having everything on the computer all the time. Yeah. And then on the on the other end of it, improvise a lot. So yeah. turn turn on Logic or whatever whatever program that you like and, and do a lot of improvisation and, mm-hmm. and get your new, learn how to notate your music to give to other people. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think is the the future of music? It, it seems as though like uh, we've we've hit the 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 tonal uh, extreme as much as we can with 12 tone and everything now music concrete and everything else. So where, where else can we go sonically? Oh, we've already been there and done that. So <laughs> all that music you just mentioned is old, you know, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. it's, it's just, it's a big melting pot. I think it's finding the, I think the composer, the creator needs to find what they like and mm-hmm. they're honest, they're be honest with themselves mm-hmm. and then, and, and have that and be educated yeah. And, and listen to everything and find out what sticks. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's, that's what most people like to hear as an honest uh, creator. Yeah. yeah. Is, is there a, a new frontier per se? I don't think so at all. I think things just kind of <laughs> go back and forth on the pendulum and, you know, tonal, atonal, mm-hmm. it doesn't, I think it's just, uh, yeah, if there's a new candy that's going to go out, that will, it'll be devoured and, <laughs> and something new will be later. So you just have to, if you want to be in it for a long time, you have to kind of put that, all that stuff out of your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how do you um, kind of try to, it's sort of harder to word, uh, how do you think music makes the world a better place? Oh, it, it, I mean, I think everybody answers that in their own way a little bit, but it, mm-hmm. music's one of the only universal language that can move you, make you happy, sad, um, comfort you save you mm. uh, it's 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 the most powerful one of the most powerful things to enlighten all your senses mm-hmm. yeah so it's a it's it's a, <laughs> with a lot of great power it takes great yeah. sp- responsibility to mm-hmm. <laughs> to write it um is there such a thing as bad music oh i think there is but i i never try to judge sure. something so bad but uh, me as a composer i it definitely i'll get a little less interested in something that mm-hmm. that's like, like having a conversation like we are. I mean, sure. if, 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 if you're doing all the talking <laughs> the entire time and it's, and it's kind of a, just a boring subject with no inflection, no, you're, you know, just a constant steady monotone, <laughs> I, I probably would lose interest. So, mm-hmm. you know, I like, I like all types of music from mm-hmm. all, from all around the world. Yeah. Popular to, to really intellectual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it, but if I can tell if it's honest and <laughs> I enjoy it. Um, how has the uh, current political situation influenced what you're writing, and also how you're teaching? Oh yeah, uh, not nothing really. When I'm writing, I I, I feel like the political stuff is just uh, it's such a big mess. I mean, you can go from <laughs> CNN to Fox and hear all the different. I mean, mm-hmm. never even know what's what's happening. So I can almost find it more entertaining, which is I think <laughs> what Trump is trying to do anyway. Sure. <laughs> I think it's a I think it's just throwing everything upside down, and mm. it's kind of fun how, in a way, how the whole pot is just being stirred so much. And mm. it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. But <laughs> but uh, no, I I, I uh, I've always been very aware and and wanting balance with uh, you know with with gender and sexuality and everything mm. in music is very oh that's always been important for me. Yeah. Always will be. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, well, how does that affect uh, how you teach and and how yeah. you sort of approach the way? Yeah, you teach? D- I teach the same way. I've, a person is a person, and, mm. and I I just I want to open up the the portals for the each student to find who they are and be healthy and happy mm-hmm. and um, 
and creative within yeah. themselves. That's my most important. And then they come out of my studio with that kind of voice. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think I've done a good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the, the biggest difficulty that you face in teaching? Um, I think it's just the helping students manage their time. Mm. Everybody's so busy that I can't get, I usually have a very difficult time to get them to, to that place. And yeah. it's uh, so we're really working on silence in life mm-hmm. and finding time for themselves. Yeah. Um, to get a little bit more, uh, spiritual, if you, if you don't sure. mind. No, yeah. Um, uh, what is the role of, uh, spirituality or religion in your life? Yeah. In my life, it's, uh, it's, it's everything in my life. I obviously <laughs> teach at Baylor university mm. and, uh, and it's, it's always been a part of my life, um, to have my faith you know, not throw a Bible or something or verses mm-hmm. at people to, cause I always found that be more of a negative thing. It's just to live my life, uh, in a, the, the Christian way I like to try it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a perfect person like nobody mm-hmm. else is, but I try to be a great dad and, a, and, mm-hmm. uh, believe in the, the, uh, you know, treat everybody like you want to be treated. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's really, that, that kind of folk puts a good focus on my yeah. teaching in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your definition of God? My definition of God. Oh my goodness! That's uh, I, don't, I don't know if I can answer that one. <laughs> um, sometimes it's it's when you look in the mirror, you know, and mm. it's uh, and sometimes it's uh, when you look at a sunset. So I, I can't. I don't know if I could define that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what makes you happy? Uh, Probably, well, that's up to the individual person. And so I'm a pretty positive person. Mm. And my grandfather was a Presbyterian minister and always taught me positivity. And so what makes me happy is just uh, is giving, I think. Giving mm. my students, my family, and and uh, trying to take care of myself every now and then. Yeah. But I think uh, just kind of, that's why I like teaching so much. It's, a, <laughs> it's kind of a give give and take kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, trying to see if I've gone through all the, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, free will. Yeah. Uh, do you believe in free will? How does that? Work? Yeah, free free will. Oh, absolutely. We all have free will. <laughs> if you and if you're a Christian, if you believe in the Bible, or even not. I mean, it's uh, mm-hmm. we all have the free will, and uh, so it's a matter of uh, um, that makes it so so special, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as uh, as animals on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, two more questions. Okay. Uh, what advice do you have for people in general? What advice? Yeah. Oh man. Don't ask for advice. No, <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Uh, the advice. Uh, no, I, I think it's just about uh, you know, some people getting different times of life. Health is the most important mm-hmm. thing in your life. If you can't, if you're not healthy yourself, you can't be uh, a witness or a help to anybody else. If you're not sure. healthy and whole, mm-hmm. so that's probably taking care of yourself is probably yeah. the most important thing. Yeah, it sounds a little selfish, but it's not. It <laughs> actually helps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it helps everyone. It helps else. everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then lastly, cake or pie? Oh, pie. Totally. <laughs> butter, butter, ch- butter milk pie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so cool. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Uh, where can we find you and your things? Um, lydmusic.com or just Google my name and then, uh, or anything at Baylor University also, mm-hmm. baylor.edu. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you uh, for doing this uh, lightning oh, version of the, sweet. Of the my podcast. Ple- hey, my pleasure. Thanks. <laughs> I'm Santiago Ramones. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I have this podcast, which you can listen to on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on YouTube, or straight through my website. 
Um, you can comment or leave reviews. Let me know what you think. Um, and then also make music. You can find my music also on my website, uh, which there will be links to uh, my SoundCloud, which has electronic uh, composery stuff, and my Bandcamp, which has uh, songs with words. And you can download my demo for free, or you can pay however much money you want for that. I always end my podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails, it's going to be okay, I might be wrong. <laughs>